This is your host, Attorney Alan Edmonds, welcoming you back to our series on security clearance appeals and military discharge upgrades. This is an exciting uh, episode because it's based on an actual case that I litigated. And um, we want you to know the strategy on how to win a discharge upgrade. The board in uh, DC is comprised of uh, three to five officers, all fantastic individuals, great deal of experience. I think their hands are tied because of the sheer volume of cases they have, but that's my opinion only. I enjoy presenting cases to these people because um, A, they put up with me, uh, but more importantly, uh, they appreciate my passion and they appreciate uh, my advocacy for my clients. I'm very aggressive. Uh, I'm there for one reason before the Discharge Review Board or the Board of Corrections, and that is to uh, succeed for my client. I believe that a discharge upgrade after a long period of time is absolutely warranted. I've been practicing military law for 45 years, and I've represented uh, E1s all the way up to uh, generals in the uh, uh, flag community as well. So uh, I know my military law and I know the discharge process and you can reach me at 800-481-2526. As you know, uh, because you're listening to this podcast, I have podcasts weekly on a variety of topics that uh, respond to your questions and concerns. And uh, I also have videos on my website on a variety of topics. They're shorter, but people love them uh, because they're very informative. And all this I do at uh, my cost, my expense. Uh, it's free to you. I'm excited to share my knowledge and strategy. But I want you to know that uh, when you appear before any formal board, whether it's a security clearance hearing before uh, the Department of Energy or TSA or the CIA or NSA, when you appear before those uh, boards, it's hardball, and uh, they do not hold your hand. Um, the environment is uh, contentious at times. It's adversarial at times. Some boards try and um, keep it low key, and that's fantastic. But the point I'm making is that uh, I couldn't do your job, and it'd be very difficult for you to do mine before the uh, Defense Office of Hearings and Appeals before uh, Merit Systems Protection Board, et cetera. You have administrative judges, you have US attorneys, you have court reporters, you have formal rules of evidence, and uh, people go in there, they wanna save a few bucks and not use a lawyer, and they end up losing their clearance or they lose their uh, discharge upgrade and it costs them thousands of dollars. So you try and save a few bucks and you lose thousands or you lose your job doesn't make sense to me, and I hope it doesn't make sense to you. Call us at 800-481-2526. Now let's talk about uh, this exciting topic I wanna share with you, which is um, you file a case before the Discharge Review Board, and um, it's in Washington, D.C. Um, you file the case before them, you use their prescribed forms. That in itself is a hurdle to uh, overcome. You have to uh, <clears throat> fill out the paperwork correctly. You have to attach the necessary documentation correctly. 
And you also have to furnish certain background information that the board now wants the applicant, which is you, to get and send them before they even hear your case. So there are a lot of obstacles. And that's another reason, a very important reason, why you want to get help. So the Edmonds Law Firm has been helping people across the United States navigate this procedure before the Discharge Review Board and the Board of Corrections. And we're happy to help you. Uh, we quote flat fees. We have payment plans. So uh, don't be shy. Uh, call us at 800-481-2526. What I want to share with you today, though, is some of the language that the board uh, has shared with me. And um, I'm going to read from uh, a discussion that they sent me on a case that I won. It says the NDRB, which is the Naval Discharge Review Board, reviews the propriety and equity of an applicant's discharge individually on a case-by-case -case basis. That's important because each human being is different. We're all unique, and we all had a unique experience in the military. We did a lot of things that were good, and some people did some things that were perceived to be in violation of uh, the regs. And the board is saying here, we're going to look at you on a case-by-case -case basis, and we want to know more about you. And they go on to say, if such a review reveals an impropriety or an equity, relief is in order. So a lot of my clients call me and they say, 15 years ago, I got a non-judicial punishment or captain's mass or Article 15, and uh, the evidence wasn't presented. I was treated poorly. Uh, the commanding officer made big mistakes. And I want you to go in there and appeal that decision. And my response is, we don't do that. We don't relitigate an old discharge. We don't relitigate the grievances or what you should have done and didn't do, or what the command should have done and didn't do. What we do is we go in and we ask for relief, which is to upgrade your discharge or your reentry code. We ask for relief based on equitable grounds. And we are expert at the Edmonds Law Firm. Our attorneys are very, very experienced litigators. We're expert at building a case in equity called the whole person concept on why you should have your discharge upgraded. And that's important. You go into these hearings with an inexperienced lawyer or somebody that says they know how to handle them, but they don't. And it's going to be a miserable experience and it's going to cost you money. So when I appear, uh, I'm delighted to be there. The board knows me very, very well. I respect them and they respect me and uh, they allow me uh, to present my case. Um, the board wants you to know that when they review discharges, they consider the standards for determining characterization of service where an honorable characterization of service is warranted when the member's service generally meets the standards of acceptable conduct and performance. And they go on to say that an honorable discharge does not require flawless military service. The board recognizes many veterans are separated with an honorable characterization despite some relatively minor or infrequent misconduct. And so that's an important thing for you to understand because many of you call you have an OTH other than honorable. And you say, what are you going to ask the board for? 
And I don't hesitate. I say, well, I'm going to ask for an honorable. I'm going to go all the way to the top here because we would or we may be able to mitigate the concerns that happened when you were on active duty and you were UA or AWOL or you smoked weed or you did something, uh, you were disrespectful to a, a senior enlisted or officer. We can overcome that. The board goes on in this uh, memo to me. It says a general under honorable conditions discharge is warranted when the quality of the member's service has bet has been honest and faithful, but significant negative aspects of the member's conduct or performance outweighed the positive effects, and therefore they got a general under honorable. And then they talk about the third type of discharge, which is an under other than honorable conditions, which is commonly referred to as an OTH. And the board tells us it's warranted when a member engages in conduct involving one or more acts of omissions that constitutes a significant departure from the conduct expected of its members, whether it's the Navy, the Army, the Air Force, the Marine Corps. So they define for you the three different types of discharges. And in this case, uh, I took an individual um, who was accused of gun decking or falsifying maintenance records on a ship. Basically what he had done or what he was accused of doing was filling out a maintenance log saying that the uh, maintenance had been performed when it was not performed. And we proved that uh, through his testimony and exhibits that he did actually perform the work. However, he was mistakenly operating from the, the wrong maintenance checklist. So this was a mistake in the record keeping. Um, this individual made an incredible impression on the board. And uh, the board even said, quote, the board noted that the applicant provided open and honest testimony and that the NDRB board panel included a surface warfare officer that corroborated that the applicant could have made the mistake and that those types of mistakes have happened in the past. Now that is just amazing. The board had somebody that was a member of the board evaluating and listening to this case who had the experience as a surface warfare officer to know about maintenance records and performing maintenance on board a naval vessel. And so the gun decking allegation was weak. And uh, through testimony and evidence, I argued that. Um, in any event, the board went on to say that uh, the board completed a review of my client's service record and noted that the applicant served for more than four years, earned a good conduct medal, and was otherwise progressing toward his warfare pin designation. Your service is important. And you may think that because you got uh, NJP, non-judicial punishment or Article 15, that that's the end of the story. Well, it's not. Uh, some of you have deployed to hostile areas. Some of you have uh, taken live fire uh, in certain deployments. Uh, there's just a number of activities that you could have been involved in. 
And the board is very interested in that. And it's up to you or me when I'm your lawyer to bring that to the board's attention and everybody overlooks that. So um, your evidence is very important. In this case, I put together an evidentiary notebook and it had over 30 pages of documents. And we created an incredible impression about my client. Uh, the board hearing lasted about an hour and a half. It was virtual. And uh, my client appeared uh, virtually and gave testimony. I was at a different location and argued the case. And it was an absolutely fantastic hearing. And my client ended up getting an honorable characterization. Uh, listen to what the board said. The NDRB found that there was insufficient evidence of any significant negative aspects of the member's conduct or, or performance of duty that outweighed the positive aspects of the member's service record. Thus, by unanimous decision, the board voted to upgrade the applicant's characterization of service to honorable and relief was granted. So I asked for this and they granted my relief. So in the end, the board found that the uh, discharge, uh, the original discharge of my client was not equitable and they awarded a characterization uh, of honorable and the narrative reason for separation shall be changed to secretarial authority. So that's important for you to know. We also asked for a change in the re-entry code because he had an RE3, so it meant he couldn't go back in. And I said, hey, we would like two things. We want the characterization changed, and we want the re-entry code changed, and we want an RE1, which is the highest you can get, means you can go back in. And um, the board granted it, and uh, it was an incredible hearing. Uh, he was charged a flat fee. It included the preparation of him. It included the trial notebook. It included the presentation at the board hearing. And uh, needless to say, he was delighted. Do you know when, you, when you're successful, your life changes? I always say on my uh, posting on our websites at uh, allenedmonds.com and nationalsecurityclearances.com, I do some posting and I say and suggest to you out there, change your discharge and you will change your life. The number of opportunities that opens up to each one of you when you upgrade your discharge is incredible. And I'm not just speaking about VA benefits. The VA benefits increase uh, with the improvement of your discharge, uh, educational benefits and, and things like that. But also, if you have an OTH and other than honorable, it's going to be very hard for you to get a, a security clearance, either a secret or a top secret. It's going to be very difficult. And um, uh, so that's one of the things. It's going to be very difficult for you to work for law enforcement. Some of my clients wanted to go work for uh, local law enforcement. Some wanted to go into the uh, FBI or the CIA. You can't do it. You can't do it because of that uh, discharge that happened uh, 10, 15 years ago in your life when you were younger and made some bad choices. And so that's when you do want to spend the money, uh, 
give the Edmonds Law Firm a call at 800-481-2526. As I say, I've done this for over uh, 40 years, and we're here for you. We're going to fight for you, and we are going to put on one heck of a case before the board uh, in an attempt to change your life and improve your life. Thank you.